Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of WBK Ultra, the only podcast filmed live in my warehouse. You might notice that I have a new microphone head cover. Uh, I had to blow my nose, and so I used the last one. It was the last of the toilet paper, so I had to downgrade to this. Unfortunately, this is just a, a general mass production microphone cover, not a specialized, handmade artisan one that I had before. I hope you guys are okay with the uh, the step down, but don't worry. We're going to have a great show today. Uh, it's going to be about an hour long, so if you are kind of busy Stop this, pause until like lunch or dinner, and listen while you're eating. This is one of those things that I want, I think we should all do. We should all take time out of our week, out of our day, to decompress, to analyze ourselves, to hear a different perspective. That's why I'm doing this. This is my weekly kind of introspective uh, exercise where I hopefully, you know, explain myself in a way that is approachable and understandable. But at the same time, look at what I'm doing and, um, you know, analyze that and say, okay, maybe it isn't the best thing I'm doing this and then share it with you guys because if I'm not sharing it, then that makes it just, what's the difference between just having an idea in your head uh, and committing to a goal that you're going to work towards? And there's a lot of differences, but one of those is accountability. And so by saying, yeah, I'm going to do this every week, uh, I'm accountable to you. You're accountable to me, I suppose, in some ways. Uh, you don't want me doing this for no reason, do you? <laughs> and so it works. It's a, it's a two-way channel, or at least I hope it is. That, that's how I want to do this. I've been really thinking about what my intentions are over the past few months. Uh, you should too. And my intentions for this YouTube channel, I don't want to get as many views as possible. I, I got into this habit probably March of 2019 where I was trying to optimize for views, my videos for views, and it was grueling. It was not fun. It was more, okay, I can do this to get this, and I'll get paid this much for it. And it's not um, because I don't necessarily enjoy just, like, being um, a spectacle. You know, it's kind of fun sometimes, but that's not what I really enjoy generally. Uh, optimizing for views, trying to get more views didn't really make sense. Um, and when I would, you know, take into account the money, I could still make more money doing FBA, you know, going to thrift stores, that kind of stuff than I would from Amazon or from YouTube, I mean. And so even if I was trying to optimize for money, it wouldn't make sense either way because for every hour spent, at least at this time, you know, three years into my YouTube career, it makes more sense to do my actual business than to make content like this. But if my intention is to optimize for the amount of help I can give, uh, either, not just individuals or not like not one person, but just in, in general, as a general concept, and I guess I should nail this down more, is it more important to help one person a lot or a lot of people a little? And my gut tells me a lot a little because there are so many nuances to everyone's um, business path they take that to help someone a lot through all those nuances is going to be much more difficult and much uh, less necessary, really. If, if you're uh, an individual who is at a point in their career, whatever it is, it can be your business, it can be you want to be an actor, it can be you're a writer, but you're at a point where generic advice no longer applies to you. Um, yes, it probably helps to have like a mentor help you through that, but that's not what I want to do. That's not who I am. I'm not uh, I'm not the kind of person who's going to work with one person through a whole, whole long ordeal because there's just so many things only applicable to them that I don't think that it's worth someone else telling you, you know, not that I don't want to help them, but just why would I do this thing for you if you can do it yourself and it's only specific to you at that point, they're just trying to have you work for them. 
Um, and I don't like doing that. I don't like having a boss. I, I much more much more enjoy the uh, the free transaction information we have now. So that being said, all that stuff, what I think I can do to optimize that is one video, one good video a week, or not or not one good video, one pre-recorded, written out, scripted video a week, and then one podcast like this a week, and then maybe over the weekend I'll do a thrift haul or whatever it is. But just you have those usual two videos. Uh, not five a week, not seven a week. I tried that, but it, what what was was happening is um I think that my viewers, you guys watching this, you have busy lives. You can't just watch a twenty minute video every day. Some people can, and some people have the, the the pull, and they have the dynamics in their in their video. Maybe it's them and their and their partner or whatever it is to bring in uh, people who who have more free time. But I I just think. Based on the metrics, based on the discussion and the feedback I've gotten, you guys are all very busy, and you'd much rather have an hour a week where you sit down and have a good meal and just think about what I'm talking about and how it affects your life as opposed to uh, uh, five videos a week where I'm just kind of um, being present and not really offering anything that you couldn't get elsewhere. I'm trying to offer what you can't get elsewhere. I'm trying to say, okay, if there is a market for information on YouTube, what aspect of that market is the is the most neglected? And my theory is it's it's this part. It's the long form um, content that is really kind of more uh, make yourself a better person. You know, work about work work aspects of your business and your life that are going to make it better, and vice versa. Not the um, you know here's five ways to 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 fix a VCR five days a week. I'll still make videos like that because there's definitely still a demand for niche information like that. But just when you're trying to, and this is totally applicable to you, because when you're trying to divvy up how much time you have, and we're going to get into this later in the podcast, you really have to understand what are my priorities and what actions are going to accomplish the most of my priorities. Um, that, But that's like the, the, the second segment. So in, instead of me ruining the uh, linear continuity of this podcast i'll just go into my first segment and that's um we're talking about negative people and negative actions because there are a lot of them uh when i what really kind of spurned this in my mind was when um kobe bryant died on uh monday or tuesday and there was a whole bunch of people um who were very emotional and sympathetic and compassionate and there was a small portion of people who were very uh negative either in the way that they approach the topic or the, the kinds of words they used and their intentions, I think. And I don't want to really get into that because we all know that when someone speaks out negatively, uh, they're trying to get attention for themselves. They're trying to do that kind of stuff and trying to garner kind of a counterculture edgy audience. So I'm not really talking about that. But it got the idea going in my head. And I was thinking, are there people in my life who are like this as well? And in my life, I don't mean like my girlfriend or my family. I mean people in my community, in social media, uh, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. It could be your work. It could be your neighbors, depending on how you define your community. I mostly live <laughs> online for, for, you know, not mostly, but most of my interactions occur online with people. And so my friends and my acquaintances oftentimes are from the Internet. And so that is where I define as like my, my community of sorts, uh, whether it be you know, Detroit Lions fans or, uh, or, or resellers or YouTube people, whatever it is, most of the time we congregate on the Internet in some place. So that being said, are there people in those communities who are just negative, who are negative people? Uh, and so first to understand that we have to go, what's, a neg what's negative behavior? What is negative behavior? And the way I'm defining it now, and this is going to be totally up to interpretation by anyone, uh, by anyone's means, because what I say is not necessarily what's correct, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but what I think it is, is it's when you're not trying to 
progress the conversation. When you, you think of someone's intentions, and that's what I've been hitting on so hard the past few weeks, what is their intention to further the conversation, to further uh, the dialogue, to your understanding, their understanding, or is it to bring it back? Is it to tear you down from your position you hold? Is it to make you feel stupid? Is it to just uh, you know jockey for position in this um, abstract hierarchy that each person defines for themselves uh, that occurs in, in any sort of communal uh, relationships why what is their intention do they want to build up or take away do they want to add or you know negate are they negative or are they positive and if they're negative uh you're gonna like i said you're gonna see them tearing people down you're gonna not see them looking for a solution to if someone acts out right and they say some crazy shit uh, and someone just says, you're a bad person, you're terrible, no one should ever listen to you again, that's coming from an inherently negative position. Whereas a positive person would say, wow, what's wrong? Um, do you need help with this? Like, are you okay? And then I, I guess the counter argument to that is, well, it's not my responsibility. And it's not your responsibility, but by the same token, it isn't your responsibility to, to put someone in their place, You know, for example. That's, that's, that's kind of like the mentality I see uh, occurring a lot. And it's not just, you know, the easy examples are like these, these viral social media occurrences. But it happens everywhere, and I'm sure if you think about it, you can find people in your everyday life who are trying to do that to you or your friends. Or, the, or you know, maybe in some weird places themselves, too. It's more of a mentality. Uh, it's not like, um, I don't think it's really a pre-meditative uh, thought process. Is it meditative or meditative? Whatever it is, I don't think they think it out ahead of time. I think it's more just like a, a, a mechanism to deal with certain kinds of emotions that you have. And so what are these emotions that it's, it's coping with? And I think generally the reason that someone is going to try to pull you down or pull an idea down or pull a concept down or in their words or in their mind put something in its place is because they don't believe that they uh, are being treated fairly or they're giving, being given the recognition they deserve uh, or, or they don't, or conversely, they feel like maybe they've been given too much recognition, and they're trying to protect their place because if anyone else comes close to them, then they don't deserve that and they'll lose it. So there's really, like with many things, there's never really one answer, but it always comes from a, a deficiency, an inadequacy that, that they're perceiving of themselves um, or of their position viewed by others. So kind of a two-pronged thing. But when you think about those two things, so if someone. Uh, is in a position of, of authority and they don't believe that they deserve it uh, or if they are in just a, a random position and they're resentful of everyone else around them. Are those the kind of people that you want to be around? And I think you really have to ask yourself that question because uh, oftentimes we conflate the consensus of the group with what our, our end goal is. And so if we see everyone in the community doing one thing or in a group doing one thing, or we see everyone, all of our friends in high school or all of our coworkers are, are hedging this certain stock or whatever it is, we uh, don't want to break from that. So we'll do it. And even though it might not seem like a bad thing, and in this instance, it'd be, okay, we're just going to pile on to someone who's having a bad day. We're going to talk more shit about them or whatever it is. Is it really... Is it going towards your intentions? Are your, is your intention to um, just not do anything and make someone else feel worse and, and just let everyone know that you don't like this thing? Uh, and this is kind of where when I, I say don't be a shithead quite a bit, uh, and that a lot of people think it means just oh I'm don't be stupid. You know they think it's kind of a vulgar way to say don't be a dummy, but I really mean it. Don't be a shithead. What is shit? It's our waste products. 
Don't put your waste products in your brain. Don't um, spew out this negative stuff that you're just trying to discharge from your body because it's, it's, it's just pooling up inside of you and it can't escape by any means. Don't, don't, you know, don't be a shithead. That's, that's what it means. Uh, and I think that we see that so often in people who are, who are, again, unsatisfied with their place in society or who believe they've been given too much and then they want to, they want to protect that at all costs. Those are the only two reasons that I can think of. Um, that someone's going to be that negative. And so I kind of drew up like a, a, a square. And so on the y-axis of the square, it's a, you know like a tic-tac-toe, not tic-tac-toe, it's like a four-square board. There's four squares. So we have, I guess on this side, we have positive and negative. We have agree and disagree. So you're going to have agree, uh, someone's going to agree with you, and they're going to be positive. And that's going to be support. Um, and now support is not always... They could agree with you that like genocide is good, and so that isn't always inherently good. Now, don't don't misconstrue what I'm saying uh, to mean that that's always a positive thing. But just in our um, in our, our our delineation of positive and negative, of support and disagree, that quadrant is going to be just called support. And then if they disagree and it's positive, that's going to be constructive criticism. And you can see why generally. You're going to want people around you who have those two attributes. You don't want any negative people because if they're not supporting you or they're not giving you ways that you can better yourself, what are they giving you? You know, what are you doing? And not to say that every, every relationship has to be totally quid pro quo, um, but do you really want to surround yourself and uh, invest emotional energy in people who are not giving you anything? Not just exist, you know, har in harmony, <laughs> not just exist peacefully in a, in, a, in a state of, of action nor inaction, but um, people you invest your mental energy into. And again, we're really going to get into that in the next segment. I'm trying to all, I hope that by writing these scripts out ahead of time, I can give you guys a much more um, guided and gradual path towards the end, uh, the, the concept I want us to focus on. And so by talking about this negative stuff, and then by talking about uh, our emotional energy, we're going to segue into how really looking at these two things um, objectively is going to help you be a lot happier person and a lot more productive person. So we've got the, I'm just going to call it a Punnett square because that's what I called it in eighth grade. And we have, um, so positive agree is support. Positive and then they disagree with you is constructive criticism. Now what is negative and disagree? That's a personal attack. Uh, that's an ad hominem attack. It doesn't really make any sense. It just makes you feel better. It's almost just like shouting at the wind. Uh, so like if I were to say the best way to make money is to have an Amazon FBA business, someone coming from a negative uh, uh, disagreement position is going to say, you're a liar. You know, they're not going to have any sort of, okay, well, if I'm lying, what should be done? They're not going to answer that question because they don't care about that question. They don't care about any sort of progress for myself or for others. All they care about is pulling people down. And in the case of like anonymous YouTube comments, for example, that's because I my I think what I think it's because they don't think that they have their uh, correct position in society. Like, why should I be getting this attention when they're so much smarter than me, uh, or they're so much more pious than me, or whatever it is? They're so much better than me for these reasons. Why should I get this? And because they can't, uh, or because they don't have the desire to, or because they don't have the energy to uh, approach the ideas that I'm saying, they just perform an ad hominem attack 
and um, then they go off to their hole to die or whatever they do. I don't know. And then the, the fourth one is going to be they agree with the sentiment, but they're negative. And this is where you're going to see a lot of people be an emotional drain from you because they're agreeing with you, but they're not making you feel better. So what do you do? So, like, for example, um, if I were to say I hate McDonald's and then on, on Twitter someone goes, yeah, McDonald's is the fucking worst. I hate them. They almost killed me, all this stuff. And just, like, lathering on how miserable they are and how bad these things are and just bitching and complaining – even though they're agreeing with me, that is not an addition to my energy well. You know, that's not an addition. It's a it's a huge detraction. And maybe you're better than me. Maybe you don't get upset around negative people. And you're just totally uh, detached from the world and you have your objectives, but you're just like this, you know, that's uh, Taoism or Taoism, the same thing. Uh, <laughs> something like that where you just are this... Uh, in in um balance with both good and bad evil and you know not evil uh and so when people say these negative things they don't pull on you but unless you, if you haven't reached that sort of uh, enlightenment then yes it's going to be a an enormous drain on you and so how do we get rid of these people and why should we get rid of these i mean maybe it's not bad Maybe it's not bad. Uh, here's the why it is, though, and then we'll say why, uh, how you can get rid of them. It's really easy to get rid of them. You just stop talking to them. But why is this bad? And I want you to think about this in terms of um, of gravity. So the way that astrophysicists <laughs> astrophysicists uh, describe gravity is they try and have you imagine a a giant trampoline or a, or a, a, a taut piece of fabric stretched across some unknown plane. And when you put a marble on the trampoline or the fabric, it kind of bends down around it. And when you put a larger marble, it bends down more. And when you have a bowling ball, it makes the biggest dip. And not only in that, in that specific space does it go down, but there's a, uh, a radial um, emission of gravity. <laughs> that's how they'd say it. But that's what it is. And so around the bowling ball, around the marble, the fabric still pulls down. And you want to think of that. Uh, as your emotional well, as your well of energy, you can use energy and emotion interchangeably, I think, because generally people who have the most energy are also the most emotionally connected to the things they do. And so even though I think we view emotions oftentimes as a point of weakness, they can also be uh, a point of energy and a point of, of action. And so when we have these these wells, depending on how deep they are, how, how shallow they are, uh, which is going to be dependent upon you know, your mental state, how you feel, your physical state, how things are going on around you, but just all things being equal, uh, the more energy we have, the deeper it goes, the less energy we have, the more shallow it is, the more flat we feel. And so when you think about having uh, an interaction with someone, do you want to be giving a lot of that or a little of that? And that's up for you. You know, that's for you to call. Maybe you are a masochist and you love being miserable and you want to give lots of energy to people who are not trying to produce anything and are trying to attack you. I don't know why you would. Maybe because you're you only can view yourself from others' perspectives. I don't know. That's bad if you do that, but maybe that's why. Or what you can do is you can engage with positive people who not only uh make you feel better, but give you back that emotion. They mirror it to you or they give it back because they're agreeing with you 
or you can tell from their constructive criticism, their intentions, that they're not trying to pull you down and put you in you know, rank and file or whatever it is. They're trying to actually help you achieve your goals. They, they take the time to understand what you want and then make uh, actionable steps towards that, or at least that's their intention. Maybe they don't go that far. Maybe it's only just a small, you know, you're doing okay. You're form- like if you're, if you're lifting weights and someone says, you know, I heard you had a bad back. Maybe you should try a hex bar instead of a, a, just a, a regular barbell to do deadlifts. Something like that, where they're not saying, your form is so bad. What are you doing? They're saying, hey, this is your intention. I think I agree with that. Here's a different way to do that. And so when we when we begin to look at people as either drains or additions to our energy well, I think it makes a lot more sense uh, who to have in your life and who to not have in your life and who to take time engaging with and who maybe is better left in the past because we're only here for a finite amount of time. In the last podcast, I talked about optimizing for 24 hours in a day because that is the one consistent amongst all entities that live you know, in our dimension at least, is we have a finite amount of time. And so with that time uh, comes this inherent finite amount of, uh, of potential avenues for our energy. And naturally, you're going to want to optimize those for the most energy given back to you. Now, there's going to be times where you do things that take away your energy, your emotional energy. Maybe you want to... Uh, I don't know, really help someone and you're not sure how they're going to respond to you. And that's necessary. Oftentimes, what you're going to do is you're going to go out into these new circumstances and meet new people and try new things and experiment with new new thought processes. And it's going to have a negative response. Be it you're going to lose money and you're going to feel bad about it. Uh, be it there are going to be new people who aren't who are not ready for your advice or your ideas. And then you're going to have to go back to that community I was talking about earlier. This is why I'm really trying to nail these ideas down uh, and have them kind of refuel you. Now, people might say, well, what if I'm a, what if I'm a, um, a, a, a not a, a an extra, what, what, what's, what's, there's ENTP and there's INFJ, or there's, the, you know, the Myers-Briggs thing, and there's the E and the I. Extrovert and introvert, right? So what if you're an, what if you're an introvert? Well, you say, I don't need that. And I say, is that really what you are? Because one, in my opinion, one of the biggest tragedies of, of pop psychology is this concept that we all fit into a Myers-Briggs personality. Myers-Briggs personality. Um, and we don't. There are not introverts and extroverts. There are people. And there are people with certain habits and, and, and styles of talking but to say that, oh, you know, when I talk about energy reserves, I'm speaking like metaphorically. There's not an actual energy reserve in your body. Um, you know, when, when you get upset, you're, you, this isn't like Mortal Kombat where every hit takes off a little bit of your life. It's just um, it's, it's a concept that helps you deal with uh, any sort of toiling emotions you might have. But I think that some people take it too far and they say, this is exactly how I am. I am uh introvert i am an extrovert i am philosophical i am analytical and they don't really understand that these are our skills that you have to practice you know to, to be an extrovert what people think that means is when you go around others you you get more energized but if you're going around people and just smacking them with a wood paddle and they're you know shooing you away you're not getting energy from that okay that's just i don't know why anyone would think you were but the way it's described um would be proof for that that idea and it's not true what there really is is we go through cycles cycles in our life where we're more introverted we're more extroverted and maybe this cycle of introversion is only four hours every two months and you hit this point in your life uh you know where oh it's the the 
it's been two months and I feel bad now. Or not, not feel bad, but I just need some time to be to myself. I need some time where I have to be alone. But even then, in those moments, I don't think you're necessarily just being alone uh, for the sake of being alone. You're either trying to, you know, uh, have the thoughts drain out your mind to give you a more even keel of, uh, view of things or you're reading someone else's work, or you're, you're doing some sort of self-analysis. Whatever it is, it's an active process. And so to say introvert versus extrovert kind of um, oversimplifies the complexities uh, of human need, of emotional need, uh, of intellectual need. And so I don't really agree with that, but I do agree with the idea that there are extroverted practices that we can do, the practices of an extrovert. For example, you know, just talking with people, putting out content, you know, exploring your emotions on a public stage. I think that those offer benefit, even if they are uncomfortable to you, even if you would say, oh, I'm not an extrovert, I can't do that, because you're going to find the people who are positive. You're going to find the people who mirror back the energy or who maybe you are self-negative and they're going to mirror back, not mirror back, they're going to they're project their own positive influence onto you, uh, positive being they're going to add to your energy well as opposed to take away from it. So that's why, <laughs> long story short, that's why you, uh, you need to cut out these negative Nancys from your life because they're not trying to help you. They're just trying to hold on to whatever pitiful existence they still have. Uh, and if you see, see this behavior, you know, maybe you should have sympathy. I don't know. Um, I'm not going at this from a point of compassion, and that's kind of been a criticism that I've had a lot for a while. People say you're not very compassionate, but I think that that compassion kind of enables destructive behavior. What you should be doing this is going from a perspective of how can I help this person? Maybe it's not necessarily, and I guess you could always argue that in the long term that is the most compassionate thing, but um, generally you're going to want to delay any sort of, when you meet someone who is in this pitiful state, it's difficult if you do want to help them to um to help them in a way that enables their problems. I just don't see that being successful. But that that's neither here nor there. So now we understand why we have to have this energy well, what it does for us, why we have to have positive emotion. We understand what people do, both negative and positive, do to us. So why is it important? What does this energy well do? Like how can I how does it apply to my life? And so I wanna again go back to that idea of the gravity well, of your energy well is a trampoline and you're the marble. And sometimes your marble's really big and it's deep, but sometimes your marble's small <laughs> and it's hard to do. Let's say you're, let's say you're someone going through a hard, like this week for me was a hard week. It didn't have to do with um, Chloe Bryant dying. It just, it's been very, what I said was it did not have to do with Kobe Bryant dying. I'm even mumbling now just because I have so little energy that I have to really actively try and enunciate. And this whole week has been that way for me. I've had extremely low energy, and it's been nothing more than just the sun hasn't been shining. You know, I, I deal with, with mental health issues, with, with depression issues all the time. It's just an, uh, a, a constant part of my life. And so uh, being aware of when I feel worse is absolutely necessary to stop myself from falling into a pit uh, that cannot, you know, that will take a long time to get out of. And so maybe I have a few bad days, but as long as those bad days stop and they don't become bad weeks or bad months, it's all going to be okay. But the way we can stop these things, and this is kind of, I shouldn't use the pit analogy because the pit seems like a gravity well, but they're totally separate. So think of this 
as an opposite way. Think of this as I want to get as deep as possible, but I can't do it because I have no energy. I want to, I want to get more, I want to get deeper into my energy well so I can have more to harness to do more cool things. But on Tuesday, for example, I could not get out of bed. I couldn't do it. I didn't have the energy to get out of bed. And people who have never dealt with depression are going to say, why don't you just get out of bed? Uh, and, th- and that's what I ended up doing. But just the mentality of someone who is who has those feelings is I can't do this. It's not worth it. I, I should just go back to sleep and let this pass over me. And that is fine in a world where there is some sort of guardian angel for you that shines down when everything gets bad. But that isn't the case. That's not real. We only have ourselves we can rely on at the end of the day. And so how can you, through self-reliance, get out of bed? And what you're going to want to do is break the steps up and do as small of tasks as possible. And I'm using kind of a crazy example, getting out of bed, right? But there are times when we have this weight on us that stops us from starting a new projects. So maybe you're not depressed and you don't have a hard time taking care of yourself on a daily basis. But maybe you have a hard time starting new product projects. Or maybe um, you have a hard time getting out there. You've, you know, you've been divorced for five years and you have a hard time meeting new people because it's this new step and you don't have the energy, uh, the relationship energy to go out there and do it. What you're going to want to do is break these things up into as small steps as possible because when you have .00001 energy units, all you can do is something that takes up .00001 energy units. If all I can do is keep breathing, then all I can do is breathe. And so my task for myself, then it's okay, Blake, just keep breathing. Keep breathing until you've calmed down and your mind is clear. Okay, once that happens, now think about uh, what you might obtain. Think about the progress you could have today. Think about the things you can accomplish. And do you want to accomplish them? And the answer to that has to be yes. The answer to the do I want to accomplish this has to be yes. And that goes back to understanding your intentions. Different, you know, that, that's what we're really, we're really banging on that. Because once you understand your intentions and you commit to them, you can guide yourself through very dark times. You can say, okay, just breathe. Okay, just think about it. Okay, just get out of bed. Okay, just, you know, take a shower. Okay, just brush your teeth. Okay, just get in the car. Okay, just drive to work. And if you are thinking of these things from a, a positive perspective and how they're going to make your life better, every, every hurdle you cross, no matter how small they are, is going to add to your energy reservoir. It's going to go from 0.001 to 0.2 to 0.3 to 10. <coughs> Excuse me. It's going to keep building and building up with every successive step. And this is a a strategy you can apply to anything. I'm using an extreme example of someone who has serious depression who can't get out of bed. But you can apply this to your love life. Like I just said, it can be your business. It can be you want to paint every single day, but you're scared to put your, your work out there because of the judgments you might get. And beyond learning to ignore those judgments, you have to learn to just get started. Walk downstairs and set up the easel. Buy some paint. Clean your paintbrushes. You know, set aside two hours to paint on your calendar or your schedule or whatever it is. But do these things with the intention in mind that what you will accomplish makes you closer to your end goal. That your intentions are being satisfied. And I think if you do that, 
it, it becomes very easy to understand what matters for you and what doesn't matter for you. Are these people in your life, are they helping you get towards the goal you want? Or are they pulling away from you? Are they trying to steal your energy either to bolster themselves up or to keep you down low? Those people have no place in your life. Is it someone in your family? Is it your girlfriend? Who is it? You have to really uh, disassociate yourself from who you are right now. Oh, I'm, I'm reliant upon negative person A, B, and C, and I need them in my life. But you really don't. You might think you do. You might have built up this perception of yourself that depends on them and uh, and needs them. Otherwise, who are you? But that's only because you have not understood and obtained and grasped uh, this intentional sort of living. Once you know what you intend to be, once you know what your intentions are, once you know what actions will lead towards those intentional goals, everything else becomes clear. Everything you don't need becomes clear they uh there's this uh again i was talking about taoism earlier and they have this idea that there is no good and evil there's only clear and the opaque uh, and clear is what we call good right it isn't good in an intrinsic sense but it's just you can see through it it is navigable it's okay and then there is the evil there is the negative there is the opaque and it's not intrinsically bad in the way we think that villains are evil or the way that we might call a hurricane an evil event but you cannot see clearly through it your goals are obfuscated by whatever negative energy they have floating around them and that's a metaphor it's not real but it's true there are people who will try to block your happiness block your progress, block you living an intentional life because of how it makes them feel. Because it says that this person is making their life better, why am I not doing it? And if they can't take a step back and say, oh, geez, it's because I haven't acknowledged that I'm living a confused life, then they're just going to project that onto you, and you don't need that. And that's going to be our, our, our final thought of the day, is thinking about the clear people versus the opaque people. Whose intentions do I understand, and whose intentions are masked by a litany of bad things? Don't be a shithead. I'll see you guys later. And remember, subscribe to the podcast. This is going to be on Anchor. Uh, I'll post links. The video is going to be up. Join the Patreon group, and then uh, sometime in the near future, I'll be doing an eight-hour live stream, all Q&A, only answering questions from you guys. And if you want to get me questions lined up for that, email wbkultra at gmail.com, and I'll answer them. We're going to be announcing when these are. Uh, I'll be announcing probably through the uh, community tab on YouTube. So, again, stick there. But if you're worried about it, <laughs> stick there. Uh, stick around there. But if you're worried about missing it, you can always hit the bell notification and you will know when I go live. Um, but in the case of this eight-hour live stream, you're going to have a lot of options to see me. And the reason I'm doing that is because I don't know if the one or two-hour things I'm doing, if those are long enough to really impact a lot of people. And so I'm trying to maximize, instead of doing eight one-hour live streams, one eight-hour live stream and see if I can really help more folks that way. Anyways, I'll see you guys later. Thanks for watching. And again... Don't be a shithead, meaning don't take your waste products and spew them out your mouth. Bye.